Hey, it's Ricky Carmichael, and you're watching the Moto X-Pod Show. Hey, this is Paige Craig, and you're listening to the Moto X-Pod Show. Welcome to the Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. Hey everybody, we are back. <clears throat> I'm a little congested, hopefully it doesn't sound too bad this week. We're here for episode 225. Before we get things rolling, let's thank all of our sponsors at Cherubies USA, which for decades has been the leader in moto plastic accessories. You guys know with products that fit perfect, look great, and last, Cherubies has what you need. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, uh, visit CherubiesUSA.com and support our title sponsor. Follow them on Instagram, and whenever you order, put in the notes, man, that you listen to the Moto X-Pod show. Also, Racetech. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the USA. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Also, of course, our guys at Fly Racing. Fly Racing hooked us up this week. I'll uh, tell you guys about that in a moment. X-Brand Goggles, <clears throat> excuse me, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, R-Jerky, Berm Lords Graphics, and Jersey ID. I crashed at Shan's house Thursday night before going over for press day on Friday. Appreciate Shan, as always. Also the owner of Shock Socks, Williams Moto Works, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, if you guys are running that WP on the East Coast, and, of course, True Fusion Sports, Derek Kelly's uh, company. Tonight, Scotty. Scotty's the studio. What's up? What's up, man? Uh, good time in Arlington this weekend. Yeah, it was super bitter as cold, but it's pretty cold. It was nothing uh, like didn't uh, stop Vinny, us. But, but yeah, well, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. but it didn't stop us. Um, I definitely learned a lot more. Learned from what I did the the first time we went to Glendale, and I feel like we got more interviews. Unfortunately, years I lost a bunch lost years, but that you know, at least we another had, learning lesson. Yeah, as always, one of those. But uh, seems like it. But yeah, so this time I kind of I've kind of followed you a little more, and I think it got me into more opportunities by just because it's it's for those of y'all that obviously probably don't have this opportunity very often. It's kind of a different game once you just start like once you just walk up underneath those tents. Like you, you're comfortable enough where you've done it so many times where you just kind of go in there, but it's. It's a little bit un, like unnerving because you're just all like all of a sudden you're like whoa like I'm in the middle of all of this yeah and, especially if they don't recognize you yeah exactly and you're kind of you kind of got a weird look on your face kind of looking around like am I getting <laughs> am I going to get in trouble for this but yeah no, it was super cool got to eat lunch at the fly truck got some chicken parm took that back up to the got some pizza 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 I, from Sean Brennan yeah pizza that was good yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah all, all in all awesome weekend uh, I think the racing couldn't you couldn't ask for any better racing than that. Um, 
and it, it was it was cool. Everything I, I I had a really really good time. Yeah, uh, I was gonna touch on something that you said, but I don't remember what it was already. But um, like I said, I'm a little congested, not feeling great, but lack of sleep. Uh, before we get rolling, I want to thank our Patreon supporters. And once again, urge you guys, you know, if you have a chance, go to patreon.com and sign up as a, you know, a fan of the show. And you can contribute a little bit each month if you'd like to help us out. Uh, that's a big deal to us. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you don't already. And you'll get to watch those videos that we try to post. Oh, I was going to touch on the videos. That's it. So, yeah. So, Friday to impress, I was, there's a bug flying around here. See, I'm already distracted. Up by that light. Anyway, I see Friday during press, I was getting a bunch of interviews, and I was using my that new setup I have with the double mics, and I got everything except for I interviewed Dino and Mookie, and I realized after Mookie that the uh, the input cable had come unplugged, so it lost all the sound. Oh no! So there was no sound for those. So yeah, that was that was awesome. And then Saturday, I got a bunch of you know interviews, and just. The way I transfer those from the GoPro up to our, the the software we use for editing, I thought the the, the files had transferred into that particular software because they were there, right. but there was it was actually pulling them off of the memory card that goes back in the GoPro, and I deleted it. I deleted everything to make more room for more, and yeah, that just when I went back to actually finish editing, the videos were gone. So dummy mistake. Well, I don't happens, know what I'm saying. Right? It, it is happens. what it is. I lost a lot of good stuff. But, uh, yeah, can't do anything about that. So, anyway. You learn. Uh, I want to tell you guys again, if you're in Texas area and, you know, or anywhere in the general area of, I guess, where we are, East Texas, looking to buy a house, my son, Gunner, he, he's, his Instagram, just check out Gunner Guida, G-U-N-N-E-R-G-U-I-D-A. Uh, maybe, maybe he can help you out. If you guys are looking, he's trying to get his foot in the door with some uh, real estate stuff. So, yeah. And I want to shout out to All-American Chevy of Colleen. If you guys listen to Kiefer Ink Testing or if you listen to Main Event Moto, you've heard Austin, the guy that runs, the general manager that runs All-American Chevy, uh, promote his business on their on both of their shows. He's had to pull back due to things that go on with COVID, lack of inventory, lack of advertising dollars this year. But he's a moto guy. He's you know into the, into the moto scene. He helped... DB and Kiefer out with their vans, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And as most of you guys know, I told him my truck on the way to Glendale, got my insurance check, needed a vehicle, hit up Austin when I was on my way to Minneapolis. And he was headed out of town. So he got me with his one of his salesmen, Kevin Murray. Just want to give him a shout out. Texting with Kevin throughout the weekend at Minneapolis, got back. Uh, he got me. Something that he got, he got me a new, I got a 2018 Tundra, Scotty. It's a sharp looking truck. It. It's a good looking truck, man. Uh, right. Like I could not, I didn't think I'd even be able to afford a Tundra. Like I just didn't think I'd have that opportunity, but they took care of me uh, as moto family. So uh, if you guys are in the market for a vehicle, even if you're not in the United States, man, or I mean, not, not in Texas, they're pretty good. They'll get you hooked up. They'll deliver it for the most part. Uh, that If you're, I don't know what the, the, what the mileage is where they'll actually deliver it. But I mean, Daniel is flying back out to buy a new vehicle soon from California. That's how good of a deal these guys are giving us. So if you're in the market for a vehicle, all American Chevy of Colleen, Texas, Austin and Kevin absolutely killed it. So I want to thank those guys tremendously. It means a lot. Uh, this week, 225 Cameron McAdoo is going to come on. He, he obviously coming off the win at Arlington Brock tickles testing for Kawasaki. He's going to come on kind of talk about what he's been doing and all the different things going on. So 
Not a huge show this week, Scotty. Uh, we had some other guests that I had scheduled that kind of fell through last minute. Uh, a couple guys that I was trying to get on had team meetings tonight. So just uh, I didn't really not I didn't get everybody I wanted or originally scheduled, but uh, we're I think we're going to be fine with just a couple guests because actually I need some sleep. Yeah, uh, man, those weekends, those days are so long. Like I don't know what it is, but the last like two days, all I've wanted to do is just sleep. Oh man. yeah, well. Me too, but you know my my you know how my Mondays are, and like yeah. I, I literally I got up yesterday morning to go get this truck. I got up at four o'clock in the morning to to drive to clean, and then I got back and I only had like an hour and a half until pulp started, so I was up from four a.m. to midnight, and then I got up at five this morning. I feel like I'm dying right now. I am so tired. I feel sick. So anyway, enough complaints. Uh, a couple things I want to touch on. We're gonna touch on Arlington. I'm looking at the time. We got quite a bit of time. Did you see the announcement uh, for the FIM Supercross World Championship that they put I, out? I did not. So they put out uh, a <coughs> what's the word I'm looking for when news they drop something a uh, press release. Press release, perfect, Scotty. That's why I have you here. So that's one, that's, just that, one, no, one that's, reason. That's the reason. That, the reason. Yeah, they come up with the words that I get brain farted on. So they put out a press release. A lot of stuff. Racer X put it up. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, global Supercross Global is going to be the ones promoting it. It's going to be five races, five events this year from November September to November, and so, next year though they're they're planning on expanding it, and it's going to probably overlap with nationals and GPs. But they're putting a lot of money up. So does this mean that we're going to go ahead and just bury the Monster Energy Cup? It's done. I uh, know they said last night on Pulp. Mui said Mui said stay tuned there because Steve asked if we're going to have it back next year, and he said mm, stay tuned. Like as if it might be this year, it's coming mm. back. And then probably the straight rhythm probably doesn't come back. Uh, I don't know. I think it will. Maybe not at the same time. That's, that's too much to put in at the end of the year. It's not even an offseason well, at that the, point. The season, the the world championship thing is not going to be like our main guys. I don't think it's going to be guys that choose to do that instead of nationals. Uh, like Chiz, you know, kind of mentioned today that he might do it instead of right. Let's see know. who who are the Supercross only guys: Brayton, Chiz. Uh, yeah, Muskin, Marvin right now, but I don't. Marvin. I don't know if Marvin would go with it. Maybe he would. But do you, do you see your guys like like we have on tonight, Tickle, and maybe like your I don't wouldn't say Canard, but other guys like that might do something like that. That's I mean, Tickle about riding. it. I think it's still going to be guys racing, but guys that aren't racing. Like I mean, why not? I, I don't. Th- it's not going to be like your factory guys. I don't think we're not going to see those guys out there. But anybody else that it, I, I I don't totally understand all the structure. Like I, it says. Uh, only ten team licenses available to independent owners. I don't really know uh, what that seed means, funding but... is going to be available for every team. Appearance fees at each event, logistics and freight taken care of. There's something like fifty million dollars available over five years or ten years or something. Uh, hang on, where is it? My notes here. Fifty million dollars designated for teams and rider support over five years. Richest prize purses, two hundred fifty thousand per event. Wow. So Who, what's the title sponsor? I don't know that there is one. Yet. Yeah, yeah, that I've seen. Nothing I've seen. But uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I kind of thought when they first started talking about this, like it just wouldn't even happen. And now it's happening. And I think it's money. interesting that it's going to, like, like how are you going to call it a world championship if, like, the best guys in the world aren't really in it? That's their choice not to go. But if they race in multiple countries and multiple countries are available, to, like, they can come, then. Because, like, the, like, that Australian one that Brayton used to do, it was. Australian, obviously, but yeah, and then that's going to be part of this. It's going to be they're yep. adding that into the this. Ozix Open will be part of this. So the Oz, Bercy, 
they didn't say anything about mercy that I saw. Just uh, they mentioned because the people that run the people that are going to promote this are the company that promotes or promotes the uh, Australian oh, okay. series. Gotcha. So they're going to add this in. So a lot of those money races. I mean, the GPs are a world championship. They're all they race all over the world. You know, just because our our guys don't go doesn't mean it's not a world. Yeah, championship. That, you know that's a, that's that's a very good point. Yeah, it's still the world championship. Um, so. I mean, whatever. We'll see. I, it's gonna be interesting. It's it's just another race. More guys, you know. That we talk about like all these two fifty guys that are gonna be moving up next year, and there's not enough rides for guys. This is another series, at least, that opens up the door for maybe some guys that can't really make, aren't making enough money over here, or lose rides. Maybe there'll be a chance. It'll be good to I have. Think some, it's a bad thing. Yeah, it'd be good to have some else on TV. I tried to watch that the uh, the Hoosier ran across yeah. today. I know that we're friends with that on the show, but. It's a little hard to watch. Really? Yeah, I may have just been. Like the, I why? just I, like Emig and Sh- Ralph Shaheen announced. And well, no, they they were okay. Yeah. I, they were about what I expected. They they definitely don't have the same energy that they did on the Supercross. Well, I mean, I yeah, mean you different. know, obviously, of course not. but it was it was just optically the track just didn't. I may have just been that one track. It was I, maybe it was a smaller venue. The finish line jump looked like a three foot double. Like it just, it, uh, <laughs> optically, it just wasn't a lot. Okay. It wasn't enough to like grab my attention yeah. and keep make me want to keep watching. It was just that's a bummer. It was real, yeah. It was just real kind of plain Jane. Like I was like, it all it really made me do was want to go ride that track because like I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, I'd rather just be there. Yeah, because <laughs> like, like I can hit that double. Right, right. Hopefully, hopefully it's not a lot bigger in person, but uh, I want to apologize again that for my congestion and I'm sniffling over here. I hope it's not like audibly being picked up as much it doesn't sound too bad right now i was just yeah. listening well, to wh- your part on pulp and you sounded a little congested there i'm just like i keep sniffling right now oh yeah and i'm like i hope it doesn't pick up because like once we're done i gotta boost this like 5 db and it makes everything louder so i if it picks I, up everything. i hope everybody can get through the show because uh, i know i sound like crap but i i can't do anything about it it's either that or not do a show so uh yeah so that's pretty interesting the fim supercross world championship really if you guys want more details you can go to racerx.com hey i'm part of racerx.com officially oh, official officially we, we was even talking about it at the, at yeah, the press man. box yeah my first article as i mentioned comes out in may so uh, the may issue which would be i think those things come out like a month or two early the way they're i don't yeah that i, I can't that I, that's I just weird out, like you'll the may issue will come out in like March, I know. I remember, or, like, or it'd be like September, and I'd be like, "All oh, right, I got the June Racer <laughs> yeah, X." Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I got to get on that because I need, to, I need to renew my subscription so I can see my articles. I, I remember but. in like high school, uh, on days that we would have like a, like a, that I knew I was going to have like a study hall, or like sometimes you had to do like the 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 testing or whatever, where like your your tax test or whatever, sure. and then once you're done, you have. To kill your free time. So I would, I remember on those days, I'd always throw in like a couple of racer or a couple. Oh, I had trans worlds, a couple of trans worlds. Yeah, the some of the centerfolds, and then I'd always have that giant uh, motorsport catalog. Okay. Yeah. 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 They don't even do those anymore, I don't think. But yeah, it was just flip through just pages of, oh, they had everything in there, man. I, I, yeah. I I miss the old school day. Totally interrupted, but I just realized something like this is the first show since my hair has been cut that we've been on video. Yeah, there's been some comments. Oh, really? Yeah, there has been some comments. There was of, I got a bunch of comments at the race, some, like Saturday. Someone, let's see, let's look here. Someone said half out of it too. So sorry. Uh, F Sticks Racing said just turn, tuned in to see the haircut. I said it's glorious. And then Michael so what, he bailed after that. 
I, I don't know. Lame. Uh, uh, Michael Tree said he needs the pony back. I said it's at it's, I said it's at, it's at Kiefer's or a clip on. He says you know a clip, clip on, on pony. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah. So I, apparently, I Jake at cons- State Farm waited was on hold for four hours and eleven yeah, minutes yeah, on pulp last night to you got to meet him this weekend. Yeah, I did yeah. him and him and Jake, his chick, and then there's some of their friends. <laughs> Jordan. Yeah, I don't know her name. When I do now, I guess yeah, Jordan. She's, she's gonna be like, wow, what am I? Yeah. I don't think I ever actually, I don't think it was like, hi, I'm Jordan. I think it was just like, oh. Uh, yeah, she used to get on, I think she used to get on the YouTube chat stuff and, and every little she bit. She does, she did say something sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So they were, that was cool getting to finally get to meet those yeah, guys. Yeah, um, uh, name, name, face to the name. Yes. Yeah, yes. That, that was cool. Uh, how? So what was the highlight for you, like pit-wise, um, not the race, just hanging, was there anything that stood out? Because like to me, my like it was cool seeing you get to interview Mitch Payton. Yeah, Mitch Payton was cool. I did post that picture on my Instagram. Yeah. Um, but Mitch is, you know, Mitch is Mitch. He didn't give he, you a lot. He's just, he's just a. He doesn't really know you. Yeah. Robot face. Unless you really know him, yeah. And and I I was really nervous talking to him, so my questions weren't that great. I I was a little like I didn't really know what to ask him. Like honestly, yeah. Like, like what do you? I kind of pressured you in, into talking to him, but I was like, dude. Yeah. It's now or never. I was like, yeah, should I get off the pot? Yeah. Get in there. So, but um, I would say. The either we we sat there and talked to the 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 well, food was top three. That, that chicken parm hit Dude, hit I hard. To, I love to eat. It was yeah. You ate like five times that day, <laughs> but uh, the chicken parm from from Bukas or whatever it was 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 good. Yeah. Um, getting to we 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 got to go up into the, like the little riders area of the uh, SKD, SKDA truck oh. with uh. uh SUV? A, yeah, did I say that wrong? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. SKD. I think it's I don't know. I just SGB see a bunch of lo- yeah, okay, SGB. Honda. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. K-N-A-Ray. I'm thinking of the Skivvies thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, SGB. SGB. Okay. Erase that. I, the SGB truck, we were up in the riders area of that with A Ray, A Ray's new chick, and Clade. Clade? Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, that was a bad What's one. Up, Clade? K- yeah, Clade. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Cade Clayson. There yeah, we go. Yeah. We were up there with them. That was your first. That was your yeah, first I never. Well, lounge. it was funny because okay, so we're sitting on we're under the tent, and oh, they were like they, they were like, "Dark side, come up here." And so you went in there, and then Cade closed the door, and then you were like, "Oh my god, my media guys, yeah, I so got go one get my, my buddy, go get my buddy." And then <laughs> so I'm so Cade comes out, and he's not looking my way. There's he's looking straight, and there's another guy With that him. was setting up to do some kind of interview or something. Yeah, and he thought, and, <laughs> yeah, he thought it was him, and he was yelling, and he was like. And the guy was like, "What?" And they yeah, didn't know what was going on. And then Kay's like, "Like I heard, I just heard him say Scotty." And I'm like, "Oh, that's me." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, come I on, tell, man." I told Kay, they said he, he's he's like, "Yeah, he's right here. He's got the big camera." I was like, "No, no he doesn't. No, that's he not wrong he guy." He's like, "He's right there. He has a big camera." I was like, "That's not my guy. That's somebody else." <laughs> no, he's right there. <laughs> it was like four times I said, "Kay, that is not my guy, Scotty." He's like in a blue or green jacket. And then you, yeah, that was I was fun. like, "Oh yeah, that's me." So yeah, we came up there. <laughs> I was sitting next to Cade. It smelled like his feet. He definitely just he got done with that. I didn't even notice. Um, but though that was cool. His feet. Maybe it was all the riders. It might have just been that that area. I mean, that's I, where the riders hang out. Yeah, it was. Not, that was somebody else's was, truck before it was theirs. It was a little musty, um, but yeah, it was I cool. Even, I didn't even notice. It was cool. It definitely was, was like cool. Definitely cool vibes. Um, See, and you missed out because you went to hang out with your buddies. The last before the night show, you took off early, before I did. 
Yeah, because you were up there with the, at the uh, Club MX tent. Yeah, and you missed it. When we and Steve came, we all went in the truck, and the whole team was inside the truck off the record stories. Yeah. You you missed out. Like, it was awesome. I'm, yeah, that sucks. Them, them busting on uh, I got, I'm gonna, for all his crashes and just Oh, oh, uh, so one much. cool thing I saw, I, I, there's a video of it, a little clip of it in my video that I posted today of my recap from the weekend. But uh, a, did you see Amart's pegs? Yes. J-Mart, oh, yeah, J-Mart was calling them bear traps. Yes. They, dude, those things were intense. They looked like the... You yeah, could, Steve took a picture of them, and then we were making fun of them. Yeah. Yeah, those things were ginormous. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I I got to... I, well, I sat there and talked to uh, um, Mike. I think that's his name. Uh, Club MX, older guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I sat there and talked to him. Well, yeah. yeah. I talked to him. That was cool. And then I saw y'all come up. And what sucks is I when I went and met up with my friends, they weren't even there yet. Oh, right. And I was like, God, God yeah, damn Yeah, you it. missed out on some good, I, good I did get to see the opening ceremonies, which I, yeah. I I know y'all have seen them a thousand times. I thought it was cool. Yeah, we made it back for that, but that was good. Uh, okay, a couple of things. So, some. oh, did you see? You don't have Twitter. Friday, walking out of the pits, or Friday, I had my Carhartt overalls on because I had just left work and I knew it was going to be cold. So I wore those on Friday. And I see Mertz, Lucas Myrtle, and he starts making fun of me. And he tweeted, I don't know if he, anybody saw this on Twitter. He took a picture of me. He's like, uh, I don't know if Darkseid is like here to talk to me or give me a quote on my bathroom remodel or something like oh, that. Oh, shit. So that was kind of funny because it kind of, he got a lot of responses on his Twitter. Mertz is a good dude, man. He really takes care of me. Helps me out. Like, yeah, he seemed pretty cool. I got an interview yeah, with him. Yeah, seems like he really likes me for some reason. So, uh, a shout out to Lucas Myrtle. All right, a couple top topics about Arlington. What do you want to talk about? Jason Anderson and Mookie, Jet and Austin, RJ and Phil. I finally, I, I've, I finally saw RJ hitting Phil. Yeah, I, was, I actually was watching that live. Like I, I, I just I, saw him on. I just saw him rigor mortis on the ground. Yeah, That's, I was actually happened to be watching them as that happened. So yeah, yeah um, scary. RJ's getting ready to race this weekend. He says. So okay, uh, a lot of people were over. They went. I I heard the listen to a couple of the race recaps. I listened to uh, you know a couple of different ones, and they were talking about the Anderson Mookie thing. And the one thing that nobody, like everybody, kept failing to mention is that when. We were listening to the press conference after the race on Saturday. They Anderson said that when he landed, he that he was on, that he was on, he overjumped it. He was on the gas, and he was really just trying to stop more than anything. And it just kind of, and Mookie kind of cut down a little bit. So there was, everybody kept overlooking the fact that it really wasn't a race move. He was just trying not to wreck sooner, really. And so they, I, I don't know. I feel like that point that he made was kind of going over overlooked. Well, I think it was still a bad choice. I mean, he didn't have to get on the gas that hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, he was. He thought he had. He thought he was going to be able to get there, and then he realized he was going too fast. It was a mistake. Yeah, I guess he could have right. waited. He was faster, and he could have waited. But and then, and this this happened. I see. I feel like I don't know what, where the. I guess, I mean, they're brothers, so they're kind of similar, but I seemed like that's what Stu did a lot, too, is he would cut down without, and a rider wouldn't be expecting him to cut down a lot. Well, I mean, Jason really never even turned until the very last second, so it was a bad, it was a mistake on Jason's part, and he owned it, you know, and I saw some people say, like, oh, you know, they're just, like, the same thing with Jet, like, it's just doing that to look good on the press conference. Jason, I mean, I talked to Jason afterwards off the record, you know, and we were just BSing. I didn't record it. And yeah. He felt bad. It was an accident, man. I mean, 
you know, and Jet legitimately feels terrible. Yeah, that so, was that, I saw that happen. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. So I mean, I think Jason, you know, there's some things. Yeah, all these guys have their little issues, and Jason's made a few mistakes, uh, a few bad decisions. It's it's crazy how like you know. Colliding in the air doesn't really happen that often, and we had it. It was like there was like three or four There's times. A couple guys that could have died this weekend. Yeah, like, like it got it got pretty sketch, between, dude. Most of those guys, uh, like Jet, Austin, and RJ, just fell from like fifteen feet. It felt like to the flat yeah, ground. It to, looked, yeah. You know, as I, I haven't rewatched the race, but this is how I remember it in my head happening. You know, and then uh, Seven Deuce Deuce got hurt pretty bad. He went oh, I uh, where did I? S- it's on his Instagram. Some someone else we were someone else showed it to me on Saturday. I can't I remember. Uh, I was sitting next to you, and it was, it came up on his. Instagram. Oh, okay, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, he that was bad. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, he he's got some I think some vertebrae that were fractured yeah. or something. A Ray so. got his what append- appendix appendix removed. removed. Yeah, yeah. 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 This is gnarly, crazy weekend. gnarly weekend, yeah. man. Yeah, very crazy weekend. But listen, we got a couple minutes till Cameron McAdoo. We'll take a commercial break, and we'll we'll wrap at the end of the show. We'll, we'll talk about the race. Oh no, I just remembered. I have a I have a, a, a hot take. I learned I learned something from a a deep source that is kind of an interesting piece of information. All right, we'll save that for the end of the okay, show. Perfect. Don't let me forget to talk about Fly Racing and uh, how they helped out TJ and Doc this weekend. Uh, you know, because of me, you know, I, I saved TJ and Doc as usual. I always save the day. No, I start starting to sound like Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you owe me. Anyway, commercial break. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then if you're looking for top quality hard parts you need to visit torque one racing torque one racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the moto x pod show find the flow with torque one racing handlebars levers shifters brake pedals and grips torque one racing is the title sponsor of the moto x pod show so support those who support us visit torqueoneracing.com and order your defy lock on grips today our first guest of the night is brought to you by Cherubis USA, our title sponsor 
Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit CherubysUSA.com and let them know the Moto X Pod sh- show sent you. Tonight, a Cherubys USA brings us from Pro Circuit Kawasaki, winner of Arlington Triple Crown, Cameron McAdoo. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? How are you? Doing good, man. Uh, good to talk to you. I know we talked at the end of the night Saturday and actually never even posted that video because every other video I recorded that day, I lost. So I just no. figured I'd save it, and we got you on the show, and we can revisit all that stuff, man. But um, yeah. how you feeling, man? Uh, a good night. 2-3-1 overall. Uh, you know, first win of the season, round two. Like, you're right where you need to be. Yeah, feeling like a winner. No, it, <laughs> it feels good. Um Obviously, the triple crowns are are stressful. I mean, even going into it, you're just kind of like, you just really want to want the night to go your way. Obviously, sure. and I think you kind of got to you got to make your own luck for sure. And and I mean, it sounds like we're beating a dead horse, but we all talk about how how important starts are. And you know, I got three pretty good starts and put myself in the top five each time in the start, which was beneficial. Um, and then yeah, like going three, two, one or two, three, one was pretty good for me. Like, I think that it was, I mean, I was, I think I want to say like eight points above whoever got second or above J Martin who got second. So I, I felt like I was really consistent, which was nice. And yeah, and yeah, I mean, it was just a, a good, good overall night for me. I, I felt like a lot more comfortable. Honestly, I, from, from press day, I was feeling pretty like good with the track. I liked it. Um, and I just felt comfortable throughout the day. Like even in practice compared to Minneapolis, I struggled pretty bad, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a fantastic night and, um, we're stoked to be, you know, tied for the red plate going into Daytona where we had some good success last year as well. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I like yeah. to hear it. The only th- I, I was a little bummed to see cause so, and when you looked at the overall results at the end of the three mains, your gap was like 11 or 12 points different than you had like six and i think second was like 15 i, I yeah. feel like that like and at the end of the day you know you've only you really only gained actual three championship points i i feel like they should like if you have a gap like that that you should get there should be a bonus point in there well i, I have it in my notes I <laughs> yeah was, I was getting, go ahead cam go ahead i've i've uh i've thought that kind of always um i haven't raced very many triple crowns but i've always kind of like I'm, I'm a fan of the sport. You know what I mean? I really, I, when the West coast is going on, I'm like, I'm locked in watching timing and watching segment times and seeing what people are doing, you know, so on and so forth. But I've, the last time I raced a triple crown, I raced one in 2019 and that's really all I've done. So I don't have much experience with them, but I've always said like that. I feel like there should be some sort of a, I mean, I feel like they should be able to be more of a deciding factor for the championship because of what, I mean, like I was talking to the Kawasaki guys today and, and the 450 guys, they did three 17 lap main events. Like, so, so like you said, like for the, the situation for mine or whatever, a, a guy could go one, one, one. And then a guy that gets second could go like three, five, nine. And, and you only score three more points than that guy. Like, I, right. I feel like there, there should be like some sort of a, you know, some sort of an advantage, but, then you got to ask yourself this, like, okay, say they give a three point of uh, three points to each main event winner. Okay. Well then triple crown already has carnage and it's already pretty crazy. Everyone, you know what I mean? You're lining the best dudes up three times in one night for a shorter amount of time and then give them a three point boost for that. Maybe they send it even harder. We all do, you know, cause we want those three points. So like, 
there's, you know, I feel like we all have the answers to it until we don't. Right, so I, right. I, don't really, I don't really know, you know, but I, I do feel like, you know, there's a, there should be some sort of a, a benefit to have like being really good and, and really having a lot of consistency on those nights. But yeah, I had it in my notes. I'm just stoked to. Yeah, I had that in my notes, like maybe a revamp. And actually, Mathis was talking about it last night. And I think Mui was on. <clears throat> and he was talking about, you know, maybe, maybe obviously full points for each one of the Triple Crown races doesn't make that that because one guy you, you have a, a DNF and you're, you're yeah. you know you lose a lot of points, right? So, but totally. like if they did say third a third third points, if that makes sense. So instead of twenty six for a win, whatever a third of twenty six is, so it'd be like what nine or whatever. Like, you know, maybe you get nine points or they break it where each main event does pay something, you know, Yeah, they can figure that out. It's, you know, and I was going to ask you about that. And then also like, what do you think about like a, 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 the bonus point for a whole shot or a bonus point for a heat race or anything like that? Does, have have you any consideration to any of that kind of stuff? Um, I don't know. I don't know about a whole shot. Yeah. I just, I feel like that, like I said before, like it starts incorporating like, you know, like, do we need, do we need guys really like, I mean, we're already trying so hard to get whole shots. So sure. it might even be, ah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard <laughs> saying. And, and like the heat races, um, I could see where that would give, you know, a bonus point for a heat win or, you know, but then it's like, what do you do for second and third? Like, right. you know, or is it just the heat win? Like, it's, it's really hard to say. And I, I just, I think at the end of the day, like, whoever becomes champion, they, they earned it, whether there's bonus points or not and triple crowns, whatever. Like I, I don't really be able to see looking back in history and being like, yeah, that guy shouldn't have won that championship. Like it's, it's rare. Yeah. You know? Everybody, everybody's racing. Yeah, everybody has the same you earn your keeps, whether the, whether the dude that was by far the fastest hands down all year, crashing out or whatever it is. And you know, you gotta, you gotta be a champion to be a champion. So absolutely. That's I want outlook. I want to ask you the difference between the first race and the second. I think they're calling them races, not mains. The yeah. race one and race two of the Triple Crown. Austin got you and he, you know and led, and then in the second one, you like you seemed faster than Austin in the second one. I believe, it, yeah, like because he, he was behind you. I'm trying to remember the results now, but like yeah. it seemed like you got better from one to two. Was there any changes made, or you know, like how did that work out for you? No, no changes. Okay. We knew that was, would probably be the case. Um, I, you know, I felt like my second and third were going to be my best mains, like Ah. just because I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I feel like I'm pretty fit and I feel like the, the, almost the downfall of having a pretty high fitness level is potentially sometimes you take a little bit longer to get going. Um, so, I mean, I focus on a really heavy warm up, but still, um, I don't even think just that. I think that I got a little little carried away trying to trying to make a pass on styles too many times <laughs> instead of just picking a picking a spot and doing it. And it kinda got me because Austin got a two for one there. And then uh, you know, I think that you know, second main I had a little more momentum. Uh I was pretty good in the whoops when they got a little bit beat up. The first main the whoops were so perfect that, you know, pretty much everyone was really fast through them and uh, i think it was to my benefit when they started getting chewed out and beat up so that i felt like that was a strong suit of mine and then um yeah i just i felt like i just kept the momentum rolling in my direction throughout the night and 
like it's like it paid off. Yeah, well, I was, I, obviously it did. I, yeah. you, just, you mentioned whoops. So I got a question that I've wondered and I've never really asked. You guys always seem to tend to hit the whoops right up against the tough blocks on one side or the other. Why is that? Because if I feel like as somebody that doesn't do this, obviously, the slightest little mistake, you clip a tough block and you're done. Why not just right down the middle? Smooth ground. Um, but why is it smoother? Because nobody touched it's it. Because, it's because, um, like, you got to think about it. And, like, the so there's probably, you know, there's more guys in the 450 class, obviously. But, like, say there's 70 guys on the track in the 250 class all day. And there's probably like realistically there's, there's 12 to 14 of us that are, are going to skim the loops all day. Yeah. And the rest are going to, you know, skim them and then they get a little bit beat up and they're going to jump them. But those, those guys shoot right down the middle. They shoot for the middle of the track, like the whole day, you know what I mean? There's the, the large percentage of the riders throughout the day and even the night show, they're trying to go down the middle of it. And then, the middle gets like a v, almost like a V down it and it gets this like rut. And then as soon as the rut starts coming in, all the guys who feel more comfortable jumping them when they're chewed up, they're going to go for that spot. So then there's like this rut and it's, it's really hard to skim whoops through a rut. So okay. like you're better off to just take the high road and like, you know, it's edgy and it, and it's, it's risky because <laughs> you know, you, the chance of cliff and a tough locker there, but yeah, I think you'll always see that, and and there's it's just searching. We're searching all night for the best line in the whoops, and yeah, that's right. hey, that's that, kind of the, yeah. That answers it for me. I just every time I see, it, I'm like, God, man. When you see a bike it's, step out just a little bit, I'm like, well, dang, get in the middle of the track. You have the whole yeah. runoff either way, but that makes sense. All right, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, my question was also a question about the whoops as well. It it seemed like you know half that track was whoops, so it seemed like at the end of the day when the the track deteriorated, there was. There was guys that were like, like especially I noticed it with Tomac and Anderson the most. Tomac was good on this set, and then Anderson was good on this set. And I just kind of wanted to know which one you felt was more difficult, and which one did you, like, did you like? Uh, I guess seemed like you were doing better in. Yeah, um, I think that uh, the whoops on the end of the stadium were there. They were so short that I think that a lot of it came from the corner. Like the corner was really slick, so kind of how you executed that was probably the biggest deciding factor of how well you were going to go through them. Cause especially for the main events, like they got beat down to where they were pretty flat. It was almost like most of the guys were just going roll three, three, and then kind of like jump out, whatever. Um, and it, it wasn't much faster to skim them. Like second main when I was behind Jeremy, he was doing that jump line and I was skimming them. What I felt like was probably as, as best as you could. And I wasn't gaining any time. So I don't think there was a ton of time, to be made or lost there. But with that being said, there was passes done in both of those corners. So that's hard to validate that. But I think the the long set were for sure the more um, technical. And I mean, when you have twice as many whoops, it's going to yeah. the short set, I guess when you only have seven or eight whoops, like by the time you kind of get in trouble in them, you're already out of them. Yeah. So it's not very, you know, there's not a, a big deal there. Uh, but the long set, like you gotta, you gotta really be engaged and, and with a double into them, it's like basically up to you for how fast you want to hit them. You yeah. Know? You but, guys were hitting those things at Mach yeah. 3. You and Jet especially were like, Oh my God. There's, <laughs> it was like, there's no whoops there at all. It was unreal. Yeah. That's like, I mean, it's just, I think it kind of all boils down to like confidence, especially yeah. on 250 because 
on a 250, if you got a whoops right out of a 180 or right out of a turn, like you only can hit them as fast as you can come out of the turn. So you got to like basically figure that out. But <laughs> if you got a turn with a double and then like a dozer width runway before the whoops, it's like, you know, how bad do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you can hit them as fast as you possibly want. Like you can get your bike going as fast as you want through those things. Yeah. Well, that, that yeah. kind of, you saying that, how bad do you want it? That kind of leads me into this. And we, I asked you this Saturday night post race. Uh, like I said, I never posted it. So let's go into it again. I kind of got the feeling you were wanting to get away from the nickname, the whackers, the, you know, the stuff that Steve kind of joked about you being a little unpredictable. And, and they asked you when you were on there a couple of weeks ago, I think it Galdi asked you about, you know, this year, are you going to be just, let's just get through it kind of guy to start with. And you said that that's not me. That's not, I'm not that kind of guy. So where do you find that line of, all right, I don't want to be known as whackers out of control, and I, I, but I want to go as fast as possible. I got to find that fine line, that razor's edge, you know, mentally yeah. and physically. Um, it's not, I guess I don't really think of it as like what I want to be thought of. And like, I, I could care less if everyone thought I didn't try hard or if everyone thought I was crazy, sent it, sketchy, you yeah. name it. But I'm just I'm trying to figure out what's the best thing to equate to the most success for myself as a racer. Like that's all I'm doing. So whether it's try harder, try less hard, you know, be smoother. I'm I'm doing my best to figure it out because at the end of the day, like that's that's the reason I'm doing it. I'm doing it for myself and and to have the most success that I possibly can. So I mean, I I don't really. I mean, the nicknames and stuff. Like I I like I like the banter. It's funny. <laughs> it's it's fun to fun to joke about it you know and i mean it's not fun for that stuff to happen right and obviously like some of the stuff that happened to me last year in atlanta and whatnot like yeah trust me guys like i i certainly didn't want to be on the ground and have those situations just as bad as anyone else would ever yeah because <laughs> i was one living through it so yeah. yeah but i mean yeah at the end of the day it's not like i'm not trying to avoid crashing because i'm worried about what someone's going to nickname me I don't want to crash because uh, I want to win races and I want to be my best version of myself. So like that's, that's where it comes down to. And, and, you know, I think it all has to do with, you know, focusing on what we've worked on and, you know, I think it's, it's coming around and it's coming together. Well, I, I think in the past with, with a little bit less guidance, um, all I kind of knew was just, send it and, and go as hard as I can and work as hard as I can. And like, you know, cause if you don't have guidance, you don't have, you don't know what needs to be fixed. And sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess as a, as a hammerhead, what people call me, like, you know, <laughs> go on the longest bike rides, go as hard as you possibly can do as many laps as you can during the day. Like, so yeah, I just, I felt like, you know, with, with Nick's guidance and with the, the guidance of the team and just, you know, my whole, my whole crew right now, my whole group of people is, um, I think I'm in a, a good spot, you know, to continue growing and continue bettering myself. Yeah, I think so too. We, we have some listeners that had some, you're talking about nicknames. They have some suggestions. We have, <laughs> we have a McApple, a Apple Max. I guess they're going off the fact that you, apparently you eat the whole apple when you, when you eat an apple core oh, and everything. Oh my goodness. So they want to call you uh, Cameron. Like, Mc, where's this coming from? Cameron. Yeah. yeah I, I had to ask, I had to ask too. And they said that there's a vlog where, oh. <laughs> excuse me, where you eat a yeah. whole apple. So um, McApple is your name now. <laughs> That's yeah, <laughs> I was I was having an apple in between I don't know in between sessions or something, and Maddie was had the camera out filming, and 
like I was just I guess I was zoned out sitting in the chair and I just kept kind of like chewing at it and the core was the core was really small like I had eaten it down to like yeah. almost the core and she like gave me crap and she was like geez like got anything left of that apple and I looked like I, like, I acted super serious and I'm like what do you mean and I'm like the rest is left and I just ate the core and I like I legit I actually ate it and she was just like Ugh. what are you doing that's hardcore and, and I just, no I, I gritted my teeth <laughs> to see it up and whatever. And then she put, she must've put it in the vlog, I assume. Yeah, I guess so. I haven't seen um, that one yet. But yeah, I, yeah, 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 I didn't yeah, know she, what they were talking about. And they, they said it was from your vlog. He ate the whole apple. That's, yeah, that's for sure what that's from. I ate the whole apple. That's awesome. Yeah, another one? Uh, yeah. Yes. So, um, I kind of, so now that we're going into Daytona, Daytona is obviously a race like no other race in the Supercross season. You know, the track's different, the layout's different, it's outside, you know, all, all of those variables change. I just kind of wanted to know what you do to prepare maybe your bike for a weekend like this. Like, how much does the bike change? And then also, what do you do conditioning since it's a kind of a different, longer race? And also, kind of throw in with one of our fans wanted to ask was, what does uh, Nick Way been working? How, what has Nick Way been working with you on? Um, for the Daytona thing, uh, the prep. Honestly, I personally don't do anything different. Um, I rode Supercross today at Fox Raceway. Um, I'll be at our test track tomorrow. Um, I last year I rode K two, which is the most hard packed test track you can ride. You know, Wednesday before Daytona. Um, I feel like there's a lot of focus sometimes around trying to get like a hybrid outdoor setup, and and I I mean I've only raced Daytona last year, so I've, I'm just recent with it. But seems like like nowadays it's it's very super crossy, like yeah. it's not so much just like outdoors. Like if I watch old videos when RC and and you know Stu and all those guys were racing it, like I I understand why you have to have somewhat of a hybrid setup. But for me, like honestly, last year I went stiffer there. Um, wow. when I got there, just clickers, I, I haven't, I don't change my bike at all. I haven't yet. You know, we haven't done a hybrid track or anything like that, but some people do and, and it works for some. So, but that's what we do. Um, and then yeah, with Nick, I mean, the list is, the list is endless. What, what Nick helps me with. I mean, you know, we're obviously, we obviously really focus on my riding. Like that's, that's the main thing. Like, in the past, I think I focused maybe a little bit too much on training off the bike and, and, um, yeah, riding comes first and then he does everything for me. He writes my gym programs. He goes in the gym with me. We do, we cycle, we, you know, everything, but just a lot of, a lot of technique and just, um, you know, deciding what I need to do to be better. And then also just stuff as a person, like he's, he's a super big mentor for me. I, I mean, he's like, I, I look up to him as a, as a father, as a husband, as a person, as a businessman, just everything. Like he's kind of my go-to guy. So yeah, he's uh, I give him credit for, you know, a lot of what's going on right now. Yeah. He's, he's rad, dude. He's so knowledgeable and, and just like I said, smart <laughs> between the bike training, like everything you just mentioned. I mean, families, yeah. you know, yeah. He's he's had obviously a wife and kids for years, so that's yeah, it's a great person to have in your corner, man. A uh, couple totally. more things I want to touch on with you. Uh, there's there's a ton of hype. I'm not gonna mention any names, but there are other riders that come into these series with so much hype, and oh, this guy's expected to win. And you came into your pro career with not a ton of hype, obviously. Uh, do you think it's 
beneficial? Obviously, you've only lived your life, but do you think like the way you came into the series is more beneficial to you? Not just you know, obviously, ah, oh, you're expected to win, and and all the the whatever comes with the hype. Yeah, I think so. I think you know my situation. Like I, I'm, I'm, I guess like I I don't I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Um, you know, I was definitely, I don't even know if I'd say I was a late bloomer, but I, I guess, you know, growing up like supercross wasn't even a, wasn't even a thought. Like it was, I, you know, we raced and rode as a family for fun and would try and do Loretta's and maybe make it, you know, was a 30th place guy at Loretta's. And it was just, I guess the dream of being a professional supercross racer wasn't even there. Um, honestly, when I was younger, like I thought arena cross was like the pinnacle of our sport. Like <laughs> yeah. that's how, yeah. that's how little I knew, you know, you know, and th- when I was 16 was when I moved to a training facility and my parents were like, we'll give you two years to give it a shot till you're 18. And that's kind of how it worked. But anyway, yeah, to, awesome. get to, to answer your question, like I feel like the reason it has helped me is I feel like I still have a lot of gas left in the tank. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm super motivated still. And, you know, I, I didn't have pressure as a young kid to do anything to f- perform at all. Like, you know, I was eating ice cream cones at Loretta's <laughs> just stoked to be there to float down the Creek. So yeah, like, that's my way. Of li- that's and, my life. And I, I like that. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't think that that's the wrong thing either. Like I, obviously you've seen a ton of guys who have had that pressure, like, um, call it Adam Cincerello. Like he grew up with, to be the kid no matter what all the time and look at him he's he's had you know he's had all the success and he's it's turned into success for him so i don't i'm not saying that you know oh if you have that as a kid like it burns you out like you know i train with him every day and he's 25 26 years old and still motivated as ever and and you know is a you know a outdoor winner and a yeah, podium guy uh, yeah, a, ch- a 250 champion and a 450 factory racer. So yeah. like, and and there's tons of guys like that. That's that's most of our field. Like most of the top guys were a top guy as an amateur. So you know, I'm I'm grateful for my kind of route that I've taken, and uh-huh. you know, I think it's taught me a lot about just hard work and just as a person. So yeah, I dig um, it. I like it. it. All right, last question for me. Uh, another thing I sort of touched on. Saturday night post race, and we can go even back into nicknames with this. I, I met your fiance for the first time, Mad Dog yep. Maddie, <laughs> and uh, I asked you Saturday night, you know, like what's it mean having your her, mean having her in your corner, and of course your mom too. You know, your mom's always there. Having a, people that have your back, support you, that love you, that you can rely on, lean on. Uh, I like hearing like that side of it. What it's what it means to you to have those people in your corner, uh, and you know just talk about it yeah i mean it's awesome obviously like they're the they're the people like my mom's been you know she's gone to pretty much every race with me since i started racing professionally my dad works construction and he's a he's a construction superintendent so he's not able to go to much of the races but he's supported me to the highest level too and but i mean you know saturday night there's a lot of people who are in your corner like on on a on a night like last Saturday night, I'm saying, yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of people that really really like you, and it's you know everything's great, <laughs> but the people who really love you, like I like I said, I think I mentioned Saturday night, 
in back in um, July, June, when I was laid up in bed and had a full knee reconstruction, and I had to pee in a Ziploc bag because I couldn't get out of bed. Mm. And Maddie was holding a Ziploc bag for me. That's the type of stuff that you know what I mean, like that's what people don't see and yep. the people that the people that are there at the lowest of lows and those are the people that kind of you know you got to really keep close in your corner especially when it's at the highs so like it's it's really you know it's good i, I love having her and she's uh super supportive she you know it's i think my racing is fairly stressful for her but she's pretty good at i can imagine at shadowing it and, and not really showing it to me you know even in atlanta last year you know, Maddie and my mom were both there. Like that was pretty traumatic for them to go through that. And, and they were, they stayed strong and didn't, you know, make a big deal out of it to make it even worse for me. So yeah, good point. Yeah. Having, and that's, that's another that goes back to Nick. Like he is so calm and, and he's so calming. And when things are, when things go south, he doesn't like, Oh, the wheels are falling off. He's like, yeah, it's all good. Let's, uh, let's go get it figured out. You know, if, we have a crash or something and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, <laughs> right. And yeah. this might be hurt, whatever. And he's like, all right, well, we'll go get scans. And like, just like, it's not a big deal basically. And like, that's, that's super helpful. I like it. Especially yeah. as a racer where, you know, you like, you live through this stuff and you gotta find that balance. Absolutely. Yeah. Great answer. Uh, I actually saw one more question. So Maddie, she's a musician, right? Singer songwriter. Yep. Uh, any thoughts to like, if she goes on tour or any plans like that, and like that, that'd be tough, man. I mean, she's able to come to a lot of your stuff. Be tough for you to go on the road with her. Yeah, totally. And I mean, she's got, she's got uh, multiple different things that she does for, for work and for a career, like yeah, with that and, and different, you know, marketing stuff and whatnot. And, um, that's one thing that I'm super like that I'm stoked about with her is that, she doesn't live through my racing, you know, like if I, if I told her tomorrow, Hey, I'm done racing. Like she'd be like, okay, cool. Like what, what are you going to do? Like whatever, where she's, she's got her thing going on and it's, it is tough. Like, you know, she has to go to Nashville on weeks and then she misses races or she has to fly, you know, red eye. Cause she, she really likes being at the races, but I can't be at her stuff during the summer or during the time, like it's just not possible. I, I have to be in California. I have to be at the races. And, and that's like kind of the tough part of both of us doing something that's, you know, extravagant, I guess, or not just your normal, a normal deal. But sure. I, you know, I'm proud of that. Like, I, I think that's cool. And, and I have a lot of respect for her for what she does and, and that she wants to be great at something as well. Yeah. Fantastic, man. That's a great answer too. Yeah, you, one more, you, one yeah, more I, I'll let you go. Well, I, I got this one is not. This is kind of just a fun question. Do yeah. you do you have any? Does any of her songs that you just like straight up jam out to, like in the in the van, like on the way to track or something? Um, there's actually a couple songs that, uh, like uh, most of their stuff is unreleased. It's it hasn't been. They're you know waiting to go to radio and oh, gotcha. there's a lot of there's a huge process of it and COVID has really set them back. Like they were. I always like to say that they were like at the, you know, where you're about to have a, a two-year contract with, you know, your first pro team. And then like they're, they're on hold with that because they have a, you know, a double record deal and so on and so forth, but they can't release music yet because their industry is like really struggling with COVID. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, to answer the question, yeah, there's, there's a couple that I'm like, I'm super, I like, I think they're sweet. And like, they're, they're like, I tell her, I'm like, 
it, I could see it on the radio, you know, it's like, um, it's just a sick country song. And, and I listened to all sorts of music. It was funny when we first started dating, she was like, cause I listened to R and B and rap and just kind of like the, you know, and then, but I do like country too. And I grew up listening to only country. That's all my mom listened to and my parents. So GAC, like any, <laughs> any, any country song in, from like, I don't know, Oh three to like, you know, till current, like, that's big. That's number one. I probably know it. And I could sing the whole thing. So she was just like, this blows me away that, you know, all this country music. So, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm, I'm not a country guy, but I like singer yeah, songwriter, you know, you I like to singer- me as a country guy. What's that? I said, you don't strike me as a country guy. I'm not, I'm pretty narrow. More, more metal maybe. Yeah. I'm hard rock yeah. metal, but I like hard rock. You know, I like I've heard some of her, you know, her singing just here and there when stuff stuff's posted. Like she's got a beautiful voice. So yeah. like singer songwriter stuff, I, I like, and uh, so I'm really interested to hear what she puts out once it comes out because I'll definitely check it out. And uh, totally, yeah. So, but generally, I'm not a country guy, but that doesn't mean I won't like her stuff. You know? Yeah, absolutely. There you so, go. Yeah, the new stuff's yeah. a little hard to get into. I'm yeah. I'm more of like a old school country. Is yeah, more, I'm more I can of tolerate that. Like '80s, and then like oh. you know your yeah. your George Straits yeah, and Johnny your Cash. yeah. Well, that's Bro. not really, oh, yeah. Johnny Cash isn't George, really. George Straits the King. Yeah, dude. Dude, that yeah. that one blows me away. Okay, I don't get George Strait at all. I just don't get it because okay, I've seen lots of concert footage of him, and he doesn't move. And like, if I'm gonna spend a bunch of money to go to a concert. Dude, I need freaking explosions, and I you're need trying to be in a you're trying to you're trying to be in a Bosch pit. You're trying to yes. leave with a couple black eyes. I, I, not anymore. I don't need black eyes anymore. But not like, everything's a tool concert. Yeah, I went and saw a tool a couple yeah. weeks ago, and that was like <laughs> like world changing. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but I can't I can't wait to see what she puts out. I'll be be excited to check it out. And Cameron, I appreciate Thank you God. giving us some time tonight. I uh, look forward to seeing you. Uh, what you got at Daytona? We won't be there unfortunately, but uh, we'll be watching on TV, man, and we're pulling for you. All right, sounds good. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Cameron, thank you for. Uh, I know it was late notice today, and I appreciate you coming no, all on. All good. All right, man. Yep. Good talking. Thanks. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. We thank Cameron McAdoo for coming on. We need to take a commercial break and get right into Brock Tickle. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burr Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. 
I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X-Pod show sent you, as always. All right, we're back. Our next guest is brought to you by Racetech, which is one of the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification companies. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves <laughs> and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Tonight, Racetech brings us from Kawasaki, Factory Kawasaki, Brock Tickle. What's up, dude? Uh, not much. Pretty much finished up for the day now, so... Um... Normally around this time, I'm pretty much finished up. So okay, yeah, just wrapping things up over here uh, for the day, and yeah, on the on the show with you guys. So perfect timing. Yeah, it worked out good, man. I'm glad I ran into you Saturday night because it's been a while of, since I've uh, been able to get a hold of you. Uh, you just talked about yes. your day wrapping up. Like, what is a day testing? Like, is there okay? Mondays are testing suspension. Tuesdays are testing engines. You know, how does that work day to day? And that's probably way inaccurate, but give us a how that works week to week. Yeah, so I mean, obviously right now we're in season. Things are going smooth for Jason. And ultimately the goal is to make things, you know, develop the bike better if we can. And obviously we've, we've still been trying to get better because as soon as you stop trying to get better, somebody else gets better. So um, for us as a group, we've been trying, doing the majority of the stuff's been suspension. Um, but we did a lot of development, obviously, in the off season, And we started in in august and and did a lot in august and september so we did a lot of groundwork then um on the whole bike um suspension motor chassis all the above um, around that time so right now we're just fine-tuning um and even even obviously with this bike being the same for next year we've even um did a little bit of testing on some stuff for for not for maybe not even this year you know maybe just to get some information uh for for next next off season for for the guys on the team. So, um, that's kind of what it looks like. Um, I tested yesterday. Um, so yeah, my weeks are normally one or two days a week of testing. Um, I have Jason Anderson who I help in the gym and coach and train with. And then I also have jet Reynolds, which obviously he's injured right now. Um, hoping for a speedy recovery for him to get back out there for outdoors and I guess get him back up on his feet again. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been cool. I'm enjoying it. And, um, I'm grateful for obviously the position I'm in it's I'm involved with the same people if I'm racing, Yeah, you know, so it's kind of, it's kind of a transition, um, for myself to be on the other side of the fence, you know, cause it's not for me. Um, ultimately, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is obviously it's, it's all the stuff I enjoy doing. I get to ride, uh, an awesome bike, be around a good group of people and still have the same, you know, ultimate schedule to be honest, kind of. So for me, it's been, it's been cool. So obviously you've done, you've done testing over the years for yourself, racing and all, but was there anything that really surprised you once you're basically almost a full-time tester that, 
How does some of that surprise you? Anything you weren't expecting? No, to be honest, I even when I was suspended, um, I worked with uh, Mark Johnson quite a bit, and he works through AEO and REP uh, yeah. suspension out here. So I'm sure you know who that is. But him and I did so much together after, when I was suspended. Learned a lot then. Um, and obviously, years prior to that, being at RCH, obviously, Ivan Tedesco was a test rider for them. But we did a lot of one-on-one stuff there. And then, obviously, coming from Pro Circuit prior to that, I did a lot with Bones, to be honest. I think I was pretty much the only guy in 2011, 2012 that was consistently doing stuff with Bones. So okay. throughout the years, I've I've developed – a feel and I, I am good at testing and giving feedback. So that is a strength I do. I've created over the years. Um, and I'm, I'm pumped for, I'm pumped to have that strength because it is fun to be part of improving the bike, not only obviously for myself, but now at this point for, for the guys racing it. Yeah. That's cool that, you know, cause a lot of guys wonder, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do when I retire? Or if they even think about it at all, and yeah, you set yourself up perfect to still be part of the industry and keep doing, yeah, like you said, something you love. Yeah, and I that's something I'll bring up too because I'd probably get asked. And, um, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not going to announce retirement. Um, I'm not in the I'm I don't want to put that on my plate because yeah. I'm not completely done with it. If if the opportunity arises to where it makes sense and um, I can maybe race a couple races here and there or, or, or who knows? I mean, who knows what can happen? Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm not retired. I know that question will get, has gotten thrown around. Um, and also am I racing for AC <laughs> and all that? I haven't been asked to race for AC. I'm in a position where I am a test rider. I'm helping Jason on and off the bike. Um, and I have jet Reynolds who also is a Kawasaki guy. So, I think as of right now, my plate is too full right. for them to even ask me to go racing. And to be honest, to the public knowledge, like I'm not race ready or ra- Brock Tickle race ready like I would like to be. So it's not just, oh, yeah, he's been testing the, this whole time and he's ready to race. I mean, big to difference. me, there's a different mentality. Mentality-wise, there's a big difference there. You yeah. know, I could, I could go and race and probably be just fine. Um, but I know what it takes to be, um, I guess I have, I have standards and I have goals for myself if, if that was the case and I don't want to fall short of those. So for me, it would be obviously the prep would need to be done and, and vice versa. All right. Great answer. Great. So, you know, you mentioned that you were really good at testing. I just kind of wanted to know, like, what are some of the things when you're testing that you look for, the things that you kind of notice, and then, like, how do you translate that to the mechanics to where they can actually turn that into actual changes on the bike? Well, that's that's what makes it, honestly, that's why I'm saying I feel like I am. Oh, I do know I'm good at it. I just, I need to give myself more credit. Sometimes I'm maybe too humble about it, I think, for myself. But most of my feedback is exactly what they see on their side. So when it comes down to it, like if it's suspension, for instance, and we need to, it feels harsh here, or whatever we have data, we have, I have a feel, um, of the bike and what it's doing and reacting. And we work together. I give them my input. Um, I have some testing templates I created, um, for myself to kind of brainstorm on. And then I, I send those to them after days of testing or, if I feel like it's needed, if I didn't feel like I got the message across the right way, um, I'll think about it and 
try to present it a different way for them. That way they have it from my words and not just their words. So yeah, it's been cool. Like I said, it's, it's something I enjoy doing and I, I thrive to have a bike I feel comfortable on to, to perform. So for me, that becomes, if I was racing, that is something I rely on maybe a little too much, to be honest, I would say if I was racing, but it's, it's something I, that I, that I have. And it's just, it just, it, it is what it is. If I'm comfortable, I'll, I'll hang it out and I'll put myself out there and take risks. But if I feel a little uncomfortable, I'm going to do everything I can to, you know, avoid, I guess, trouble. Yeah. I well, say. I think that's not super uncommon. I think we're seeing that with some <laughs> one top guy in particular on another team. That's not comfortable. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to ask you a couple like, I often wonder when there's a test rider, whether it be Trey Kennard or Honda or whatever, yourself, like you don't necessarily ride the same style as Jason or, or Adam and maybe don't want the exact site type of thing. So how do you work that into translating to what Jason needs versus what Adam needs, et cetera? I mean, it's been pretty – these guys have done a good job. Like I'll, 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 take, I'll give them a lot of credit, and I'll take a little credit myself is, is that – we worked together yeah. in a good manner. Both guys were ultimately on the same setup we developed in the offseason. Okay. Both guys were pretty comfortable, and they both fine-tuned it for themselves, which is perfectly fine. And that's the way I think – that's the easiest way to get it done. You know, you get the bike within ballpark, and then if this guy wants to feel this or this guy wants to feel that or this guy needs more hold-up because he has more leverage or – what, there's so many variables there, but – it's about focusing, I think, on truly what is the goal um, in in each guy and why we are going to tweak it, you know? Like, if there isn't really a reason to tweak it, sometimes it's it's good just to ride it and get used to what it feels like first, you know? Yeah, okay. And give yourself the opportunity to get some confidence and get a feel for what the actual bike was. And I would say that's, that's something that Jason did right from the get-go is he – he rode at motocross for a week or so. Um, maybe not the most comfortable he felt, you know, on the motocross track. But at that time, we didn't do much motocross development. Um, and obviously, it was a completely different bike, and he's been on, you know, a different bike for a long time. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he did a very good job with getting on the bike when he got on Supercross and not messing with it at first, you know. And he got used to the characteristics of the chassis and just the engine, you know, all the above and then maximized ultimately what he had there. And then, then that's whenever they, we as a group or him requested to change this or that to, to make him a little bit more comfortable. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I said, I've said before that, that Jason, if there's any guy that is a plug and play guy that can just plug into any kind of bike, it'd probably be him. Well, that's what's funny. He's more meticulous than what anybody thinks he is. <laughs> okay. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what's tough with this this sport is I think he obviously the persona that he gets put off is that he maybe is way more laid back and, you know, which he is as a person. But when it comes down to doing his job and, you know, giving him the best opportunity, he he doesn't take any shortcuts. I'll, I'll tell you guys that. And yeah. there's, there's no – there's proof of it with the way the season's gone so far and I'm glad to be part of it. But a lot of that was him 
and his attention to detail to his riding, to his training, to, you know, a change to all of it. And that's, that's why he's in the position he's in. And I give him mad, I have mad respect for more respect for him now than obviously uh, we were friends before, but obviously working together at this level is it puts it in a different perspective. So it's really cool to be part of. Um, we're having fun as a group and yeah, I'm enjoying it. The team's enjoying it. So I think for us, we just, just do the best we can each and every week to, to be better. And I guess to, to be okay with even being, you know, stagnant because right now, obviously things are going smooth and we can be better, but, um, yeah, we're, we're trucking along and, and like I said, enjoying it. Yeah, the the comments you made about Jason earlier, <clears throat> I think he's a guy that can, gets judged by his like a book judged by its cover a little bit because of what he kind of puts out there. Mainly because he doesn't want to deal with media or uh, you know he doesn't really want his real self out there. It seems like, but I had a chance to visit with him maybe two Halloweens ago. He came out here to Texas to uh, Richard Cutback's place at South Central. Which I think yep. you were you were supposed to do an event or two out there, but yep. I sat down and visited with him just off the record, kind of talking, you know, just as buddies hanging out, you know, and like there's no doubt what people think of him in like as a mass. I think is not accurate. He uh, is very dedicated and he wants to win and he you know he wants to enjoy his life and not have uh, all the you know have to do interviews every day and all the structure necessarily the the the, the not fun shit. He wants to go out and ride his dirt bike and be the best he can be, but he's way more serious than I expected, and it was really impressive. And I think we're seeing that in his performance this year. I mean, he's – I mean, like I said, there's – I mean, you don't just show up to races and do the things he's done um, time after time this season without the preparation. And, you know, it doesn't – you know how nothing lies – you know, if, if things weren't working out smoothly and he didn't put in the effort or we as a group didn't put in the effort or, you know, cause everybody, obviously ultimately he's the one racing the bike, but all of us have put a conscious effort forward for him. And, but he, at the end of the day is still the guy showing up racing behind the gate. And I've been there and I think that's, what's cool about the situation. I understand what it feels like to be in that situation, yeah. you know? And I can put myself in his shoes and he's, he's there and he wants, he wants to win. He does. And he shows it, obviously he showed it the last every weekend that I, this year, I would say, you know, and it's, it's honestly a breath of fresh air for me to be part of it. <laughs> obviously bet. I'm making a transition, like I said, to being on the other side of the fence. So for me, it's, it's something I'm learning each and every weekend. Um, to be better at and yeah it's been like i said it's been awesome to be part of it yeah very cool okay so this one kind of came from one of our uh, listeners so you mentioned that you know your plate's pretty full and you're kind of just focusing on what's in front of you right now but with the announcement today of the new world uh, sx championship that they're going to be doing would that be something like a guy like you would kind of be interested in is that you know have you, have you heard about that do you kind of just kind of talk about what you think of that new series I mean, to be honest, I haven't even looked at the press release or, or right. even understood what it is, to be honest. But <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm content with where I'm at right now. Um, 
I'm growing and I'm enjoying it. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I won't ever race again or I'm retiring. I'm not saying any of that, but the cards have to fall into place. I'm not just going to go race that series for nothing or jump ship on what I'm, what I have going on right now. That's so good. And you know, everybody that that's involved in, in my circle at the, at the point, at this point is like, it's exactly, I mean, this is, this is a good place to be. I'm not, you know, I'm not unhappy with what I'm doing. Um, so like I said, it would have to really make sense for me to even consider it if that came to the table, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're being smart. Yeah. (laughs) You're being smart about what, yeah, your options are. And I, yeah, I think you're in a really good place. So uh, I totally understand where you come from. Uh, before we let you go, I want to kind of look back on your career. I mean, in my opinion, I would assume your highlight was your championship, and we know what the low light probably is. We don't want to talk about that. But what are a couple incidences other than the championship that stand out? You know, and do you feel like looking back on your career that hey, this was a successful career? Because I I don't think you can argue that it was. Uh, you know, no, it was it was awesome. I mean. Thus far, it's been. I mean, yeah, there was there was a lot of struggles involved. There was a lot of you know, um, signing deals at the last minute. There was a lot of you know all this all the stuff that comes along with our sport was all there, you know. And I think it's hard for, I mean, unless you're involved with it, I guess behind the scenes, it's really hard to see all of it. Yeah, I guess from the outside, especially from a fan point, like it's not. It is not, you know, it's not just us collecting money, racing dirt bikes. And I know it it seems that way for the fans. And I, I don't want to disregard what they think or what they feel, but it's way bigger than that. And it's, it's a big sacrifice to your life um, to do it right, you know, and it's something I don't, I don't regret any of it at by any means, but it's not easy. And when you're in it, you're in it. And it's, it's, yeah, it's a fight. It's a constant mental, physical fight, especially year after year, whenever you're signing deals, like I said, like those, those deals that you sign in December, when you got a race in January are pretty (laughs) stressful. Like if I'm going to shoot it straight. Yeah. You're you're, not knowing whether you have a job. Yes. Your buddy has done that a few years in a row now. He, he can do, he can pull it off. No problem. Somehow <laughs> for me, yeah. that, that would, it stresses me out yeah. to be honest, because I've always been on a team, which that's, that's just kind of how it's been. You know, I, I had a couple opportunities to maybe go on my own and obviously him and I, at one point were working some stuff out to maybe do something together on different bikes and same transportation, similar yep. sponsors, like trying to do all that. And there's a lot to it when it comes down to doing it like that. I mean, there's a lot to it, obviously for the factory teams as well, but obviously doing it on your own. Um, it's, it's really obviously to do it right. And obviously me being part of a team or a team pretty much basically since I turned pro, like to do it right. Once you've been around right (laughs) on your own, it doesn't happen. Like I'll be honest, there are going to be corners cut and, I was if I was going to go out on my own, I wasn't going to cut it. I wasn't going to cut on the safety part. I wasn't going to cut on, you know, the training part or the diet part or, you know, all this stuff, because I know how much that matters um, in the grand scheme of things. Yes, I could I could sit here and tell you, yes, 
let's go race privateers next year, you know, and I could go get a bike and get some stuff done and cut a lot of corners. And yeah, I'm in every main event, but that, that isn't what I want to do. If I'm going to be honest with, with the public, like I, I want to, I, I expect more out of myself, you know? And I, I, I think that's a good way to feel about it. Uh, and that's, I'm okay with feeling like that about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And I, I still I love the sport, but it's not, I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not going to spend all this effort and time and, and doing it when I know I'm already halfway behind the ball. Right. When I know I can, when I know if I have the things in front of me and I, you, if I had everything in front of me with the right preparation, that the outcome is going to be a lot different. <laughs> yeah. That makes a ton of sense. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the fans, the, the general fan thinks it's just collecting checks, millions of dollars and living the life. Cause all they really see is Saturday night. And that's the easy night for you guys for the most part. They don't see the bicycle rides, the grinding, uh, being away from your family, maybe missing, you know, people that have kids missing things because of the grind, uh, you know, the injuries, the, the, the dieting. Like, I mean, I don't want to not be able to eat ice cream and drink Cokes. And you like everything you guys do is suffering almost for an end goal one night a week you know, hopefully, you know, a few, a few weeks a year. And it's, yeah, it's, it's even this. So this is something I've talked about a few times. Like we don't necessarily as fans always think of these elite athletes as humans. Like, okay, what's going on with Ken Roxon? Well, we don't know. I mean, who knows? He could have family things going on. He could, you know, I know me when I go to work, if I fought with my wife or my girlfriend the night before, I'm in a shit mood. I don't want to go to work. I don't care about the work because I'm wrapped around that. Or if my kid's sick, you're and, a drama, you're a drama, well, yeah, queen. I'm a drama queen, right? But, <laughs> but you guys have to go still perform at an elite level and somehow put all that out of your mind. So you don't go out and kill yourself because you're not focused 100% on this sport. And it's not really fair that we don't, give you that break sometimes well and i i mean i'll i'll put into that because like i really and i feel like maybe this is the time to do it because i'm not obviously lining up but like that part i agree with you like i don't i don't think people truly like understand that part of it um it's oh it should be that easy if he's having problems with the bike he's factory or whatever he's on a factory team he's got this he's got that what what's so hard about that (laughs) right you know it's it's way bigger than that <laughs> and uh a two percent you know something two percent that's affecting you on race day can affect you from being you know a podium guy to an eighth place guy easily you sure. know and yeah. that's just how it is right now the class is very very uh stacked and um yeah, you know, obviously we've lost a couple guys now. Yep. But it's still, uh, it doesn't matter if, I don't care if you're even, even the guys in the heat races who finish, you know, at the tail end of the pack, like uh, those guys are good riders still. Of you course. Know? Yeah. So, so like it, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just everything's elevated so highly now that a 1%, 2% like default or a problem becomes a lot bigger when it comes down to actually racing you know that's a good point Um, and yeah it's just for me like when you see guys struggle like i i struggle to understand 
you know, the forms and I, that's why I don't even go on them anymore. Or I have it for years just because it's so people take one thing and turn it into, you know, something else. And it, who knows what it is, like you said, and, but it all, it all plays a part in, you know, and it's not like he's not trying or, you know, whoever it may be. Yeah. It's not like the person is not trying to perform. That is never the case. Or, you know, they'll say he's a quitter, or, you know, whatever it may be or a prima donna, whatever it may be. But in my opinion, cause I've lived in that place, not, not necessarily that, but it doesn't matter what it is. It could be you just having a bad week at the track. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And it affect you negatively on the weekend. And then before you know it, it snowballs and then you have a crash and then now you're questioning the bike and then, <laughs> you know, it, it just, it's endless. Yes, you know? of course. So, yeah. So it's very, it's very, from my side, from doing it and then being where I am now, everything matters. And when it comes down to, to racing, especially at the highest level, like, like I said, the percent of one or 2% off can make a huge impact on how the actual result actually ends up being. Absolutely. All right. We got one more for you. Yeah. We got one more from one of our, uh, our listeners. Um, they wanted to know throughout your career, who was your favorite person to race? Oof. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I mean, I've, I've raced obviously a big group of guys, um, throughout my career. Um, my funnest years. So I'll relate just on my funnest years of racing. Okay. And I don't really have anybody that I really enjoyed battling the most, because uh, if I'm going to shoot it straight on that question, I would say anybody that I passed easily and left. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So, but I mean, there, those, you, you, you asked me the question, what year do you think, or other than your championship year, maybe what was your best year? And I will say 2015. And the only reason why I say that, I guess 2015 leading into 2016 is because I broke my back in 14. Yep. I didn't really know if I really was going to race again. (laughs) And I made the decision once I got my hardware out of my back that I was going racing and I showed up and had a, I, I thought it was a very good year for, for the situation to, you know, finish eighth in supercross and seventh in motocross in the championship after not knowing if I was going to race again. And that kind of set the tone for 16 where I did end up getting injured in, in supercross, um, but did have two podiums in outdoors and then in 17 getting a podium in supercross. Um, so like yeah, just looking at all the, you know, it's just, I honestly look at my career as like a stepping stone. Every year was kind of a stepping stone, even though there were setbacks, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to look so, at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool, it's a cool way to look at it. And I, yeah, like I said, time has flown by too, to be honest with you guys. Like it's, <laughs> I bet. it's really like when I think about 2015, I don't think about it, you know, being, Seven years ago. Yeah, I know. Me either. I'm getting old, Brock. I'm getting old, man. Time goes faster and faster every year. Yes. Scary. But I'm just, yeah, like I said, I'm pumped with where I'm at. I'm grateful for where where I'm at. And I'll be at every race this year. So I'm on the same schedule as as being a racer. And I'm around a solid group of people and get to work with, you know, athletes that want to do good. and, um, And I'm stoked to be part of it. Yeah, good for you, man. It's really good seeing you out there. I don't, we don't get to go to too many of them, but I was really glad that I ran into you this weekend and uh, was re- able to reconnect and get you on. 
Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me on, too. Anytime, man. Brock, uh, you have a good night, and uh, good luck with the rest of the season, man. I think Jason, uh, for me, Jason's the favorite. I know a lot of guys are leaning towards Eli, but I feel like it's pretty obvious without a couple little things have gone differently. Jason should have the points lead, and he's been amazing. So I, I am pulling for that guy this season. Well, and I, I mean, I'll say this, even 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 though I'm on his side, it's really cool to see two guys make changes in their career. 100%. And then to see racing like we did this past weekend, um, that yep. was awesome to watch and awesome, obviously, for myself to be involved with one of the guys that's doing it. So that that part of it's cool to see no matter how you look at it. Absolutely. So, well, man, once again, thanks for coming on tonight. We appreciate you, and uh, we'll, we'll do this again towards it, maybe do yep. outdoors. Yes, yes, sounds good. All right, Brock, thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Yep, yep bye-bye. Yep. All right, thanks to Brock Tickle. Uh, thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to who did I, who they brought. Uh, Race Tech and X-Brand Goggles bringing you Brock Tickle. And I forgot to mention Works Connection helping bring in Cameron McAdoo. That was a good interview. I, I did hit yeah. mute. I meant to hit mute on my mic, and I hit mute on Oh, is that mic. what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. So I think the, I think the audio is still there on the other track, so that's, I can, I can fix that. Crossed. Dude, it's always something. There's not going to be a single thing I ever do with this podcast where there's at least not one mistake. It's like, yeah, it's like there's, it, there's it just, nothing ever I perfect. I screw something up every time. So, yeah, hey, at least if you're going to be good at something, you know, be the, whatever. That, I, didn't even, I screwed that up. Yeah. If you're going to do something, be the best at Fuck, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, what are you talking about? Dude, man? I don't know, man. I am freaking exhausted. I don't feel good. Uh, my nose is congested. I want to blow yeah. a big snot loogie out right here on the table. Dude, you got a, you got a cup right there. Yeah, I got. I mean, I'm always blowing my nose. I'm like a little kid, man. My nose just when it's chilly outside, my nose just runs like Dude, a that's, little kid. Dude, that's that's the one thing that I'm dreaded the most about having kids is the the boogers. Oh yeah, they just there's nothing worse than like a five year old coming up with just. It's not. Yeah. It is all. It's like basically. Oh god. Yeah. It's and they fun. don't. They don't know it's there. And oh, it's just, just boogers. Care. Yeah, yeah boogers just care. coming out. Of they got them in their hairs. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. So real quick before we wrap this thing up, I mentioned fly racing. Doc Smith, TJ's our our producer or whatever whatever he is now, co-host TJ's son, <laughs> and sometimes uh, is in fly TJ. racing this year, and he got his points at yes. Arlington, so he's going to go race, try to qualify for Daytona. Yeah, it kind of sucks that that that's the that's the first one he can do now is yeah. freaking Daytona. But he signed up last year for his number, and they told him his number was good for two years. Six forty one or what is it? Six forty one. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what it was. He got his pro license or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, that number we already gave it to somebody." So what numbers? So he all his do? Uh, four six four, but all his okay. jerseys are already made. Oh. They're all done, and he's heading to Daytona. So uh-huh. I called Max over at Fly. Or actually, I called JT first. He's on the road, so they called Max. So I called Max and told him the situation, and they overnighted. Got him. Like, he was going to get the jerseys, get them home, and have his his graphics people send them the graphics, and they have a heat press. press. Uh, sorry, sorry I, guys. And TJ was going to put the numbers on. Yeah. So I explained all this to Max, and Max is like, what's his number? What's his, you know, give me the last name. And they're doing it for him yeah. and overnighting the jerseys to him. Fly Racing Rules. I love those guys. So shout out to JT and Max for hooking up TJ and, and Doc. See, I would have just taken a, I'd have just taken a roll of white duct tape and just added a, a little four to the one. Uh, well, I yeah, I, I, we may have the numbers wrong, but uh, and I know it's four six four six. now. But either way, oh, I guess no. Like, I would have just like my thought was print the exact same graphics package, last name, whatever. Yeah. 
again, the same shape and just change, fix the number and then put it over top the other one. But that yeah. might look like shit. I don't know. Regardless, Fly took care of it because Fly rules. TJ wants you to call him. Uh, okay, I'll try to do that when the show's over, TJ. He's probably wondering like, about the jerseys. If, he, if you're going to ask me anything about are you the situation to, on the TJ, jerseys, are you wanting us to call you like onto the show? Oh, is that what he means? Yeah. Hold on. Let's wait for him to respond. Okay. But, uh, I mean, yeah, he's not a scheduled guest. I'm going to beat my mic and blow snot out of my nose. You talk for a second. All righty. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jake's girl says, you on the snot... Snot rockets. The only thing she can't deal with is snot. Yeah, sorry, I don't. I don't want to deal with it either. But <laughs> I don't have much choice right now. Uh, Texas Live was a good call for after party. I was there for a second. Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody went to the. Everybody went to the. There was. It was like this huge place, and everybody was in like this one corner. Oh yeah. I, was, I guess that was all the action was. Dude, uh, I, TJ said home. yes. So Why? I don't want to call him. Well, what the hell he. All right, hang tight, guys, for a. Uh, a uh, special exclusive surprise, sneak peek, super, special surprise mm-hmm. guest. If he call, if he talks about Doc, we're we're hanging up. Well, yeah, I have just get him. I have joking. a feeling that's what it's going to be about. All right, I'm just teasing. Let's get him on the phone. I have a lot of editing to cut all these rings out. Yeah. Hello. Boto X Pod Show. Who's this? Ah, uh, this is the one and the only. What are you talking about? Oh. One of the only what? Get I, to I, your point. Yeah, caller, first <laughs> no. time, first time, long time. What do you have to say? First time, long time. Pro, like, like you pointed out about Max stepping up. My kid, yes, he got his pro license and he's a pro, but he's like a nobody to fly. He's only been with him for a short time, and then stepping up. I'm telling you, like, like that was just amazing. And I don't know these guys. They don't know us. They know and me. Them going, yeah, you know, they know you. And you that owe was, me. And that, I owe you big time. Like, I mean, I, I'll get Scotty to give you a reach around, whatever it takes. Uh, you ain't getting but, me to do nothing. Yeah, I, I just, I'll, you can you can make my first truck. <laughs> oh, oh, that's some expensive jerseys. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but no, honestly, no, that, that was really awesome. Yeah. And um, especially after the AMF, like, continuously just screws my kid over. Yeah, your phone's breaking up real bad. What are you driving? Yeah, I'm driving home. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. When do you get back tonight? Get back tonight. Get everything together tomorrow. Leave out Thursday for Daytona. All right. Well, hopefully those jerseys will make it in tomorrow like they're supposed to. So. All right, man. We just I just wanted to be on the air and make sure everybody knows just how great of a company Fly Racing is. So. I don't good, mean to blow Fly. Good people. But... <laughs> <laughs> Kiefer, yeah. yeah. All right, TJ. Be safe, man. Later, guys. Thanks. See ya. So anyway, yeah. Uh, thanks so, to Fly Racing. Go ahead. So for the longest time, I always thought that TJ's uh, like Instagram name, Racing for the Sun. I always thought that that was like a like he like rides for Jesus, but it's really like thought they, it was what I thought it was like he rides for Jesus thing, but it's really like he races like he does that for his son. No, because it's spelled S U N. Isn't it? Oh, it is S O N. S O N, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I did. I I actually thought it was either way. Uh, it'd still be a, the yeah, Christian. I, thing I was there. thinking of like yeah. Father the Son, right? Not right. the actual like shiny Son. Okay. Before we wrap this thing up, there was something you wanted to touch on. I forget what it was. Oh yes. Okay. So one of one of my friends that was attended the race as a fan this yeah. weekend 
was outside the stadium taking a smoke break during one of the mains. Okay. And ran into a guy, don't know his name, don't know who he was affiliated with. All I know is they that... out? Yes, that's exactly, that's where I'm going All with right. this. Okay. Keep wrapping up. Uh, uh, so, apparently, this guy had worked for a company that had sponsored Ken Roxton before. Okay. And this, you know... This may not be that much of a secret. Everybody kind of already assumed this. I don't know if this is a bit, that much of a hot take, but he did mention that he's had personal conversations with Ken Roxon and that essentially he's just mailing it in for the paycheck. Well, I think... Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think that's he, pretty he's obvious. He's the team, yeah. Yeah, he's, but he's he's not putting out his best effort. He's not... Doesn't care how... He, he's just mailing in for the paycheck is what I was told. I don't know if it's quite that simple. I, I think, yeah, there's some things going on. I've heard some stories. There's some stuff going on. Basically, he doesn't care. Not, I don't believe for a second he's happy. One foot Honda. out the door. Yeah. I mean, this, his comments on Pulp were like, they asked him if he'd talked to Lars, and he was like, not, you know, basically, nope. He doesn't deal with any of the people with the team, really. His people deal with those people. Like, that's just a bad sign, in my opinion. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I think he's done. Yeah, I don't dig that at all. But yeah, it kind of um, put a bad taste in my mouth, actually, for him a little bit. Like, yeah, I, like I really I, lost some of my fandom for him. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like the the mailing it in mentality. No. Like if you're, if if you're, if if no, I'm getting paid to do something, we yeah, no, know, we like, don't. I mean, but, but Chase you, is doing you've fine heard, on the bike. you've heard that. I heard yeah. that from hearsay. So I mean, it's all from the grapevine, but yeah, most of the time the grapevine ends up being right. So well, yeah, they well, they say when there's uh, smoke, there's fire. That yeah, kind of thing. So, exa- you know, exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, that was that was what I was told. Yeah, so not a lot else to talk about. I mean, I know a lot of times we probably could get more detailed into the races, but like I said, I'm not feeling good. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, my understanding is uh, uh, one. No, Austin's out. Broke his collarbone. Yeah, collarbone's done. He, knew, he had I knew a, that. He had an essay on an, yeah. one of those posts. His mom texted me actually before the press conference, um, and I knew that. But how's RJ? RJ told me today that he's good and ra- he's going to race. He was straight. Like corpse mode on the bottom. Yeah, of I said, "How you feeling?" He's like, "Actually, pretty dang good." So, yeah, he's he's ready to go. He says he was, he's ready to go. You for, were waiting for that. You were getting that jersey from him. He was sitting there getting a massage. So maybe I guess he was loose and relaxed from when he smacked oh, the ground. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, we got a, um, a jersey for Kenny Gorline, who did the wrap up with me last week. He had won an RJ Hampshire jersey in Pulp Fantasy, and it, it in uh, a a fire. It, they lost it. That's crazy. Yeah, and he reached out to some people that deal with the prizes for fantasy, not Steve, and just didn't get a response. He tried a couple times, and he hit me up. He's like, dude, it's probably a long shot, probably not a lot you can do. Uh, and I was like, let me just text RJ. And RJ, I told, told RJ the story. He's like, absolutely, man. I'll send yeah. you one out. So like two weeks ago, Ashley supposedly sent one. before. Yeah, I think it was before I went to Minneapolis, like a week before. They haven't got it yet. And I texted him. I said, dude, I hadn't got I told him it. Many, I still haven't got that jersey yet. I'll, you know, I'll check when I get home. Text him when I get home. Still don't have it. He's like, man, I'll just give you one at at Arlington. No big deal. So yeah, he hooked me up with a jersey that's back there. I don't know if it's on camera right now. It's back there on that couch behind you with all the other stuff I have to ship out. But uh, yeah, grab that jersey. So that that RJ hooked Kenny up with that to replace the other one. And you know, the the other jersey that Ashley sent, maybe it'll show up one of these days. It came mail, so who knows. There's- and if it does, it'll go in the studio or we'll give it away. So thanks to RJ for that. But he says he's good. Signed and everything. Dude, you're having a terrible time trying to get that on camera, aren't you? Well, I had to get, I had to zoom in on the, the signature. <laughs> I got you. Is it 
It's, it's, I think it's worn. Probably. I mean, <laughs> I, well, I would assume it was worn. Yeah. I don't know if he wore that Saturday or not, but either way, that's that's Kenny's Kenny Goreline. Well, it's, it's got a a tear in it. Oh yeah. Well, race worn. Probably probably right, a race yeah. worn jersey. Either way, guys, let's wrap this thing up. You got anything else before we go, Scotty? Um, let's look. Any listeners got anything else? Oh, um, predictions for Daytona? Uh, winners or top three or what whatever you want to say. Whatever I want to say. Um, it's going to be narrow. It's going yeah, to I, after. I always thought Daytona was a cool concept because it was like outside. But after seeing what they were able to do in Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. and then going back, I'm like, oh, Daytona's going. It's probably going to be disappointing. I hope there's not. Let's let's hope there's not one of those goofy starts where they do like a freaking figure oh, eight loop and around the loop start around again. Yeah, and yeah, yeah dude, so, that thing was confusing. So somebody gets killed. Like, was that Jordan Smith that did that? Somebody I can't remember who did that. I think it was Baggett. No, no, no Baggett. But it was Baggett. It was, somebody else though. But yeah, that, that I thought it was, it was Jordan just or Baggett or something like that. But anyway, either whoever it was. Um, yeah. Uh, it's going to be ready. It's going to be so the face of the jumps are going to be gone. There's going to be a stupid quad wins. thing. Jet wins two fifties. I don't know. It's uh, you. You. I'm not asking if you know. You asked for my predictions. Oh, okay. I'm trying okay. to give them to all you. Right. All right. All right. Bad. Jet, bad. Jet wins. Trying to decide who's going to be second. Um, I can do. J, uh, oh, you know what? Just I'm changing my mind. Jeremy Martin wins. No, Jet wins. Jeremy Martin second. I can do third. McAdoo third, maybe RJ, RJ third. How are you going to have McAdoo on the show and then not even put him in your top three? Man, I'm trying to be like my Dylan Ferrandez pick. I'm trying to be edgy and see if I get Oh, lucky. I forgot to ask. I I was I had a moment where I was walking with Brayton back to our vehicles on Saturday night. You I, weren't walking with Brayton. You snuck up on him like a creeper and scared well, him. Well, calm down. I was I was walking. He was walking. At some point, you those him. two things came together. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> I for, I didn't realize that it was him that that Ferrandis ran up on and the behind, by the mechanics area. I didn't even see that. So yeah. oh, dude, it was I pretty rough. So rest. I think I think Brayton got like kind of stuck in that rut and like, oh, stalled yeah. a little bit, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Ferrandis carries momentum and just like basically wheelied onto the back. Didn't of Didn't know Brayton. any of that. Yeah, I knew there was some. Yeah, I didn't know any of that. So uh, anyway, okay, and then four fifties. I'm gonna I'm gonna go edgy again because I think everybody thinks Eli's gonna win. I'm gonna go Cooper Webb, Eli Tomac, Chase Sexton. Cooper Webb definitely definitely was on the right. I wouldn't say we're not completely, completely there, but I, I would say better. he was on the right trending in the right direction. Yeah, we That's we a talked stock to watch. We talked to one of those like I told you the audio got lost on that one and I asked him like Friday, I was like, Hey man, like can we do? Can we have something happen Saturday during practice qualifying that pisses you off? He's like, well, "What do you mean?" I said, "Because when you get pissed off, you win. Like you get mad, you go back and you tell Carlos, 'I'm gonna, I'm gonna win,' and you win." He goes, "You think so?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's what we hear." So yeah. let that, something piss you off Saturday. It it definitely did show one uh, one thing that kind of look at is is and the Cooper's always been this way. As soon as uh, when when Anderson took out Mookie. And all of a sudden, uh, Cooper went from fourth to second, and then he was kind of catching Barsha. Yeah, yeah. Dude, as soon as there's a, he's like Reed used to be. As soon as he knows that there's a chance to win, boom, brand new guy. Yeah, like that. That did, they, did you listen to Paul? Because they they kind of talked about that. Um, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I don't know if I caught that part, but it, 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 basically, he's like now that he's he's got a podium, and, and you know he he's like, I mean, nobody he can turn that into. I got you now. 
Yeah, like, and well, and the and the way his racecraft, like the yeah. way he's able to dissect, like nobody passed anybody in that underneath that under uh, over thing <laughs> all sweet. day. Yeah, yeah. Nobody that made it past sweet. it all day, and, and and it's crazy how that one thing it changed their whole rhythm all the way up to that whoop section. But right. it didn't matter because he took the race line. Yeah. So like, he the way he's able to think about like like oh it doesn't matter if I'm not able to do this section as long as I get in front of him he's not going to be able to do it either. Like that's the kind of stuff that you just can't teach that you can't teach that kind of stuff. So okay, that was you, cool to see. So you want to make your predictions before we? Um, I'm going to say. Wait did did you say did you decide Jmart first or second? Second. I I think I'm going to go Jmart. He he showed he he finally showed some some speed that I think if he gets out front of a track like Daytona he's going to be pretty unstoppable. Okay. Um and then I'm going to go Great Tomac. Radio, I'm going to go Tomac. Oh, you're only I, going winners. He well uh I mean, oh, I guess I could do podium. Uh, J Mart, Jet, Wackers, and then Tomac, Sexton, Anderson. Damn, Web, I forgot Web about and, Jason. Web, Web, and, about Web Jason. and fourth. I forgot about Jason. Web and fourth. I still, I'll go Jason. Mookie in fifth. All right, well, you, all right, hang on. Web and Mookie. Well, then I'm going Jason fourth, which, man, I hate doing that. Yeah, that's a tough call. And man, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't want to take Mookie because you took Mookie. Yeah, I feel bad for Mookie. Uh, that was, he right, should have. I don't. I don't believe it, but I'll take it. That that was uh, <laughs> that was definitely Mookie's chance to get a a win. Yeah. I feel bad for Shit, him. Chiz wins. Chiswins. Yeah. Oh, you were asking me earlier what my favorite moments were. Uh, sitting oh, in the, yeah. sitting in the, we got to, so we got to go to the SGB Honda truck. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and then also shortly after that, we went over to the Rock River Yamaha tent, and we were sitting there with uh, Chiz and in, in the little, we were just in the little mechanics area. Right. And we were sitting there. His, they were doing something to his bike inside. It was colder than shit, so everybody was inside. And uh, we sat there and talked to Chiz for like ten minutes, and that was cool. That so. was like one question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, you know, and I and I mentioned that it's it was great. funny to me because I always thought Chiz as a very quiet person. I know, I mean, obviously he's a soft spoken person with his voice, anyways. But I didn't realize he was that much of a talker. Oh yeah, yeah. He, I he thought he was. Been, I thought we've had him on a bunch of times since you've been here. Because I think I've only had him on the show okay. once. No, you only have to ask a couple questions, and he gets real long, detailed answers. Yeah. And the reason we went by there again, you don't have Twitter. People that do have Twitter during qualifying, the when the 450 B group went out, we went down to start trying to get interviews. Oh, into the pits. and Steve. Blew I do me know out. why we went over he, there. Steve blew me out on Twitter, like. Oh, Darkside doesn't care about the the privateers anymore. He's just going to when the factory guys are done, he leaves the press box. Well, he doesn't even stay for the press conference, so Well, he's getting interviews too. But like so he tweets that and then Chiz says, Yeah, I haven't seen him all day. You know, of and course. basically giving me crap. So I was like, All right, we better go find Chiz. You gotta go get Chiz. Chiz Chiz's his, his feelings were hurt, so we had to go see Chiz. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for Steve blowing me out all the time. All right, let's wrap this thing up, man. I got as always, I still got all my wrap-up stuff, and I want to go to bed. Cherubies USA, Race Tech, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, R-Jerky. Guys, go get some freaking R-Jerky. Eat R, the letter, eatrjerky.com. 
Use promo code MOTOXPOD21 to save. I eat my meat. I ate like two or three packages of that Saturday at the race in the press box in between the pizza and the pasta. Really? Well, where was I when you had beef jerky? You were sitting right next to me. Never even noticed. Yeah, you were sitting Never right next to me because I kept waiting for you to ask, and you didn't, and I was really happy because I wanted it all. I, I, I swear to God, I never saw you eat one piece of beef jerky. I ate a package of the 7-Deuce Deuce brisket, beef I brisket s- one, and I ate a package of the I saw bl- you the eat like black, the... Or, uh, it was, so the 7 Deuce Deuce Black Pepper and the other one, I think like the other one's Black Pepper. Dude, just, anyway, for, it doesn't matter. For those of y'all that don't know, this man over here it eats constantly throughout oh, the okay, day. Oh, bro. Dude, like, there's not, it, it goes, he like, Grinding. he was, at one point, like, you went and got, like, a, a, a Cajun sandwich from, like, one of oh, the it little. Did. Yeah, the first, the first. Well, you ate, well, when I called, I called you that morning about 845, I was getting close to the stadium, you were eating breakfast. Yep. So you were eating then. Yep. And then you got to the stadium, you had a, a Cajun sandwich at about yep. probably about 11 or so, yep. 1130. And then about noon, we go, we, we stopped and you're like, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go get food from the fly tent. And then we got, we got food from the fly tent. And no, then, that was, that was I guess the, that was later. That was got, three because 3.30 the, the, was, was when they the brought pizza the pizza was ready. So, and we got the, I got the so pasta. So we brought, yeah, we brought pasta yeah. and, uh, Chicken parm back from the fly tent. Yep. And then you then you never even ate that and then went and or you hadn't ate it yet. And then you went and, and had to, to walk the other end of the stadium, stadium to get the <laughs> pizza, pizza from Sean and then came back and then ate that and, and that. then and then I ate the the I snacks, the, the beef jerky. jerky. I had ate one some of those cookies, cookies and some of the donuts up yeah, there that Sean then, provided. And you had to have a giant Coke at some point. I definitely had that was my first Coke of the day. That was, yeah, I had yep. a giant Coke and then And then I ate on the way home at In and Out, I'm sure. No, because they were closed. It was too late. Huh. Um so I think I hit Whataburger in yeah. Terrell. We had a jack was, in the box. It was, was thinking, uh, uh, I wouldn't okay. I wouldn't do that. I was out. But uh, yeah, I, and I was probably hungry other times during the day and just didn't have time to go get food because we were watching racing back to our sponsors, Burmlord's <laughs> Graphics and Jersey ID. Guys, if you want graphics for your bikes, uh, if you want your jersey lettered, these guys can do it. Burmlord's Graphics and Jersey ID. They can do anything you want. Shock Socks, Williams Moto Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, promo code MOTOX at bloodlubricants.com to save. Get you some oil. Uh, all They got tons of products. Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports. Thanks, Cameron McAdoo, Brock Tickle, TJ for jumping on. Scotty, thanks for coming in. Yep. That is a wrap. Go to our wait, Patreon. Support us if you can. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Play our fantasy. Moto X Pod show. Lord of the Berms, I think, is what the title is. Go do that. If you're looking for a vehicle, All-American Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas. All right, we're out. See you. Oh, hey, don't show note next week. Play the outro song. Dude, I don't think I... I don't know if I have it loaded. Hang on. I might have put it on one of the buttons. I don't even remember. But uh, no show next week because I have to work next Tuesday night. I've got I'm on call and I've got some. So, all right, which is probably the only show that TJ would be back in town. Yeah, for, for he'll while, be but. here. All right, I'm gonna hit a button. I don't know if it's the outro or not because I don't have it labeled anymore. Okay.